Danger. Will Robinson. Danger. We're in a dangerous place and time. I know they want you to feel comfortable, but I'm letting you know we're in a dangerous time. Yeah? I want to make sure. I want to make sure when you come to the house of God, you get the truth. Man, it's not about, oh, pastor, just tell me, tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm successful. Just tell me, tell me a lie. Make me feel good. See, this is the problem. I want to make sure that we understand why we are here today and why you have Jesus in your life. I mean, what, what is it? Why would you do this thing and not understand what it's all about? Because everything that you're being preached, not here, but out there, it's not the word. And I want you to make sure that you know the word. Yeah? <sighs> well, to know that, I got I to gotta talk about your mind. I got to talk about how you think. See, you, when you're saved, he said, you can't even enter in nor see the kingdom of heaven without being born again. You can't be born again and still have the same mindset. Then the scripture, all things have been made new, means nothing to you then. So the question is, are you really born again? And how do I be born again? How do I function in this new mind? What thoughts should I be conceiving? What thoughts should I be conceiving and giving birth to? Because conception means you got to give birth. What is this faith that everybody keep talking about? How come it seems like I don't have it? Or I do double dutch with it? In and out. Hmm. Hmm. The battle, I'm going to review, is over your new mind. That's not a battle over your old mind. Hello? So the way you used to think before you were born again, it's not a battle anymore. The battle is with your new mind. What is the new mind? And how do I obtain it? There's nothing wrong with people. It's nothing wrong with people. It's just how people think. It's nothing wrong with the racists. It's nothing wrong with the terrorists. It's just how they think. <laughs> oh, oh I, I got some woke folks now. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you, except how you think. Absolutely nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with the atheists. It's just how they think. So every issue that you're having or not having is how you think. Oh, 
Come on, we're going to get in there, ain't we? I mean, folk got their pencils ready to go. Say it, Pastor. All right. I told you, it wasn't the fruit in the garden. It's what Satan, Hasatan, presented to them. He didn't present fruit. He presented a thought. And that thought affected his nature. Which in essence affected your nature. Because we all came out of Adam. I told you. There's, there's the way you respond, the way you act about everything is what happened in the garden. Your attitude, your behavior is what happened in the garden. The way you respond or don't respond is because what happened in the garden. Hmm. See, a lot of times people want to know, if you, you have to go back to the beginning. That's like a lot of times people have issues in their life, but they won't go to the root of the issue. We're afraid. We're fearful for what it may. Yeah, that's a good word, expose. <laughs> Nobody likes to expose you, do they? Nobody likes to be vulnerable, do they? You should. Okay, maybe they say, Pastor, just go to the scripture and maybe I'll believe you. Just all that talking, I'm not sure. I think it's an element that we're missing. I'm beginning to teach them. It's about our mind. It's the new mind. Come on, y'all. It's not your old mind. It's the new mind that you're having trouble with. You were proficient with the old mind. The old mind was on automatic. You didn't have to think about it. It just responded. The issue is the new mind. That's where I'm having trouble. Understanding. Yeah. Okay. Go to Philippians. Man. How many of y'all just love God? I mean, just uncontrollably. I gotta, con I gotta restrain myself. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's only a few people like that. See, because it's the way I think. As a man thinketh woo-woo in his heart, so is he. So all that y'all heard about the love chapter right up there, right? If you could really just hear what the, oh, that's going to be another thing today I'm going to talk about too. If you could just hear everything that love did, uh-oh, everything that love did, love does something. Everything that you heard was in action. Not a reaction, but an action. Everything. Go back and read it again on your own time. Everything that love did was an action. It did something. It did something against something. Uh-oh. Listen. And it didn't tell you when you operate in love. See, we go up another 
chap verse there, it, there's no law against it. There's no law against love. So do you love? Because there's going to be an action. And I told you, chase it last week, is a continuous action. No matter what the circumstances are or present themselves. Love is a continuous action. I told you, it's like the, you know, your son's, he's in jail and he, you know, you don't got, you're getting out of your bed at three o'clock in the morning again. Because love is a continuous, it continue, it, it never fails, it don't drop in altitude, depending on the circumstance. Ooh. Love never fails. See, none of this means anything if your mind. It, it means nothing. It's futile unless your mind can wrap itself around it and grab it and conceive it and then give birth to what mm, God said. I told y'all God cannot lie. It's not in him to lie. If he said what he said, he cannot lie. I change not, not yesterday, today, or tomorrow. I am truth. Truth is eternal. Watch this. Because no lie lives forever. No lie can live. Forever. Satan, I don't care what you are. No lie can live forever. And he's the father of lies. And his day is short. That's why he's coming after you so fierce. <laughs> Woo! No lie can. But his truth is forever. See, that should tell you that, that right there already. Uh, you should be like, oh, I got that. So what's he lying to you about? What lie are you trying to give birth to? What lie have you conceived? What trimester is your lie in? See, some of us sit right here, but he's going to lie to you about a lot of things. And you're sitting here like, He is a liar. Oh, man, I tell you, I got so much. I want to get to you today. I want to set you free. I want to set you free. Man. See, you got to have the mind right first, though. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It's, it's nothing wrong with you. Can y'all just say that? There's nothing wrong with me. I wish that was everybody. There's nothing wrong with me. Nothing wrong with me. It's, just it's just the way I think. 
can't change anything until you identify. See, that's what's wrong with a lot of us in our issues because we won't identify the root of the issue. Go ahead. Look at your heart right now. What's the root of your heart? Because that's how you act. Is it the foundation? Is it love? Because it never fails. How come we keep saying we love each other, but when it's time for us to prove action, love fails. But love really never fails. See, if you listen to that scripture, it said God love has to be in you, not around you. It has to be in you. Mm. Mm. Woo. They can go ahead and move past. All right. Okay. Go go to Philippians 2, 5. And keep going. I'll tell you when to stop. I wanted to hit our spirit. Philippians. You know, when, you, when you see you, just nod your head. Mm-hmm, that's, me. that's me. I ain't going to ask you to stand up and say nothing. All right. Here we go. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this same attitude. Oh, stop right there. <laughs> I thought I would see everybody like, yes. <laughs> He's telling us something right now. Let this same attitude. I told you attitude is everything. It's not about your education. It's not about your success. Your most successful people, is, the problem is you don't have to go to school or college. The thing of it is, 85% of them have the right attitude. It's what makes you successful. It's your attitude. Come on, read. Let this same attitude mm. and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Hmm. Who, although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessed, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity, so as to assume the guise of a servant, a slave, in that he became like men and was born a human being. Stop. He just brought it now into humanity. Listen. So, and I told you a lot of times we don't know how do I how to get this mind of Christ. He's telling you right here. Strip yourself. Oh, who you are. Oh, excuse me. Who you think you are. Because it's how you think. Oh, look at this. This fit like a little puzzle. Okay. All right. All right. See, a lot of us in, in this walk with God, this is, this is one of the main issues. You don't have the mind of Christ. You haven't humbled yourself. You haven't stripped yourself. Of you. You have it lower. 
yourself. Oh, oh, y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. So to assume, listen, a servant, a slave. No, I do what I want to do. I come what I want to come. A slave don't do that. <laughs> no, boss. I ain't coming. I'm going to sleep in. You work the field. I'm just saying. A slave don't do that. That's what we do. See, you haven't. See, this is still. This is why we're still struggling. This is real simple. It's your mind. I prayed. That's what we say. I prayed. Right there, you got an attitude. God not listening to your attitude. He's listening for your heart. You know, that's the thing he can hear. Mm. Okay. I mean, have we gotten anywhere further in the last 20 minutes than when you came in? Are you, have you grown any <laughs> since then? Okay. Just want to make sure. Get ready. You have a growth spirit. Uh, uh, spurt. There you go. That's the word I want. You're going to have a growth spurt today. Get ready. It's going to be hurting and all. Growth pains. Okay, there you go. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Woo. I told you a little pressure. Squeeze a little pressure on that fruit. <laughs> What's in it? A little pressure reveals. Mm. <laughs> if it's a good fruit, when I squeeze it, good stuff going to come out. If it's bad fruit, when I squeeze it, bad stuff's going to come out. Because it's already there. Yeah? All right, watch the squeeze. Here we go. Go ahead, continue. Verse 8. And after he had appeared in human form, mm -hmm. he abased and humbled himself still further. Okay, even further. Even further. I done stripped myself of myself, but I, now I'm going to go even lower. See, we ain't done this. This is, you get the mind of Christ. Okay, come on. Start that again. And after he had, a, go ahead. And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself That's you. still further. Mm -hmm. And carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Stop. <laughs> So did his faith fail? Still further. Still further. Come on, say it again. Still further. So where you think you are, you need to go still further. Y'all playing, man. Still further and carried his what? He carried his obedience. I mean, it was a part of him. I prayed. But you're not obedient. I prayed. 
but you're not obedient. Mm. Mm. See, that's... <laughs> this is what happened to laughing. He didn't answer my prayer. Yeah, he did. Because you're not obedient. He doesn't answer... He doesn't bless disobedience. And you want him too. See, it's the way you think. Excuse me. It's the way you think. Don't be mad at God. That will not profit you anything. Actually, you put yourself in a very, very dangerous position. I'm going to help you with that, too. Mm. Mm. Okay. Go ahead, man of God. Verse 9. Therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. I thought you were supposed to carry his name. I thought you were supposed to carry his name, too. Not until you go low. You can't carry his name. Uh, okay. But then, yeah, because you care what people think. And he don't care what people think. Because God did what? God, when you did that, God said, I highly exalted you. See, we're too many, too much in this self-exhortation. It said God is the one that exalted you because of your obedience, not how you feel. Are y'all getting it? Who ain't getting it? Who wants to get it and they ain't getting it? I mean, is this too hard? Obey. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Verse 10. Yeah. That in and at the name of Jesus, every knee should and must bow mm. in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue frankly and openly confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, we here under the earth, we just go right on past it. Right on past it. What is he talking to? Just the grave. Yes. But also the fallen ones. Well, that's another subject, but I'm just letting you know he didn't leave out no one. Everything. He's going to bow his knee. But I won't bow it now. Instead of bowing it later. I want to bow it now. Amen. Not later. I want to do it now. Yes. All right. Mm. Mm. Amen.
Come on, read. But you know what? Verse 12. No, 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 no. Stop right there. No, no, go back. Read it again. And every tongue, frankly, frankly. and openly, openly, confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Y'all heard the prophet as he was just saying, to the glory of God. You better know that. <sighs> this is how you get in the mind of Christ. Hello? Maybe that's the issue. We have not yet humbled ourselves. Stoop lower. Died. That's the only way you're going to get his mind. You can't have two minds. Now, that's the double-minded man. And that man receives. He said, don't let him think that he's going to receive from God. The double-minded man. See, you're trying to operate in your old mind and your new mind. God said, I can't do nothing with that. Hello? <sighs> Let the word find you. I'm going to help you all on some stuff. Okay. Can we move on? Stay awake. All right. I told you all on Friday or Tuesday, should I say, that the battle, there's a battle that rages over your mind rages not peaceful it rages that's contention just like there was contention over Moses's body there's contention over your mind mm. you know what's attached to that mind your will mm, mm, mm. my God don't let them put you to sleep You don't go to sleep in the game or while you're playing the game. <sighs> while you're doing that, he's attacking your generation. See, when he puts you to sleep in here, he's seeking to erase the thought, as I told you, of God out of your mind. It's like it's a tug of war, Pastor. <sighs> I told you. He's trying to eradicate the very thoughts of God out of the mind of our children. He's using our school system. He's using our colleges. He's using our businesses. He's using our government. And I told y'all, God, listen, the, the reason we're having so much lawlessness in our country is because there's no morality. See, you are supposed to be, the, the government is supposed, you're supposed to dictate the morale to the government. Not the other way to the church. So this is why we have lawlessness in our country. Because there's separation of church and state. Because you're supposed to be living right. And the people in the government because of you supposed to be living right. <laughs> but there's no one who can find one. Who can find? See, the problem is you don't think that you can sit here and pray for the Congress and it be affected. You think you got to be in the White House, in the Oval Office. 
I was in the Oval Office in prayer. And God showed me some things in a dream. I didn't have to be there physically. He showed me some stuff. Y'all ain't ready for that. You got to be there. You need to be there in the spirit. You can be everywhere. <sighs> okay. Let me see where else I can go. So we can get right on in where we need to go. Just trying to make sure we got a review. Go back and listen to Tuesday night. That's part one. This is part two. I told you what destruction was. What he wants to cause destruction in you. And I said destruction is the act or process of causing so much, listen, so much damage to something that it can no longer exist or be repaired. That's what he want to do to us. Have you so hurt? Have you feeling so abandoned? There is no repair for you. There's, there's nobody for me. God will never do it for me. <sighs> See, he's causing destruction. So subtle, so subtle, so subtle that you'll never develop, you'll never trust. You'll never believe. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you release. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Let me see where we can go and get y'all on board real quick. Oh, one thing I said, too, not wanting God in our thoughts will always lead to the same place. You know, like I told you what a fool is. You keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different outcome. That's a fool. I won't. I won't. I keep getting the same type of person. I keep letting the, the same thing keep happening to me. One, <laughs> you haven't got to the root of it. I keep, I, it's the same person. I even tried a different race, but it's the same person. I told you. It's not that. It's how that person thinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hmm. All right. Here we go. Now we can go there. All right. I told y'all that you are Y'all want me to stay there? <laughs> okay. Keep doing the same thing. It's not going to change until you change. And stop trying to change a person. You can never change anyone. The only person that you can change is you. But that's not good enough. 
I want to change you. The only thing that can change you is the truth. Now, you have to choose. Oh, my goodness. Y'all ever, can you? Oh, okay, we're going to get there. All right. I said, now you are the Ark of the Covenant. I said, listen, they were, were Moses, Noah was building the ark for 100 years. Everybody walking by, looking at the testimony of God. It's never rained before. What are you talking about? At this point, it's never rained on the earth. A boat, an ark, what you doing? So all this time, they walking around looking at the testimony of God. To house his purpose. Then you had the Ark of the Covenant that I told you. That housed the presence of God with his word, his law, Aaron's rod that budded, the mammon that fed the children of Israel. All the necessity, everything they needed was within the presence of God. See, this is where the problem is. Everything was in the presence of God. Your purpose will be built in the presence of God, not at higher education. Your, present, your purpose will be revealed in the presence of God. Okay? All right. Are we, we getting there? Hey, John, how you doing, man? You getting there? All right. I like that. I'm with you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's nice to know your pastor's with you. I got to say it like that because I mean it. That's how a father is with their children. I'm with you. Yes. My son. Hmm. I'm teaching some, some hard lessons along the way. Teach you how to expand your capacity to believe. Oh, goodness. Mm, mm, mm. If you allow me. Only if you allow me. Mm. Okay, we're getting there. Amen. That's you too, Joseph. You allow me. So now you are the Ark of the Covenant. So now you house the presence of God. Now you are the tabernacle. See, see, none of this means anything unless you have the mind of Christ. Unless you have the new mind. None of this means anything. Okay, that's what we do. Now you carry the very presence of God. Think about that. Noah's art. It said that wickedness, vileness was in the hearts how people thought. I destroyed this creation because of the way the people thought. Oh, my thoughts. I told y'all, everything that's happened in our society is because of the way we people think. The pedophile is the way he thinks. The homosexual is the way he thinks. The liar 
is the way he thinks. The person that un is unforgiven is the way they think. Stop letting the enemy just punk y'all. Know your place in your position. Sit where you're supposed to be. You're a minister. But do it with the right heart. See, that's the whole problem with everything. It's still your heart. <laughs> Can I just continue with the truth? All right. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, y'all getting some good teaching today. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. All right. Let me show you the power that you possess in your thoughts. Let me see. Let me see if y'all really awoke. This is how we're supposed to be thinking as believers. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to sleep, when you go to work, you should be saying, behold, the bridegroom is coming. See, this, see, see only, only people who are there in their thoughts will understand that. Behold. The bridegroom is coming. That's how you're supposed to be thinking with the new mind. Not on your circumstance, not on your situation. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. And I'm his bride. Woo, y'all didn't see. Ain't nobody excited. Ain't nobody excited. See, that's, what, that's how the new mind should be working. Should be thinking. Woo! Walk up to each other in the street, Maranatha. Maranatha. Woo! Means he's coming. See, they had to do that undercover. They had to have little, little, you know, secrets here. They couldn't just say, Jesus, Yeshua is coming. Now you can. But you go to another believer and say, Mary Neff, they'd be like, what? <laughs> Mary Kay, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. Because we don't know our language. Oh, I told y'all. I got to remember that one. Y'all y'all get that one? In the garden. I said that the way you feel like hurt or abandoned, you, and to forgive in the garden before Adam and Eve, they sinned, you were never supposed to have them thoughts. Those thoughts were never supposed to be a part of your nature. You never was supposed to know what it was like to forgive. Because you was in perfect communion with God. Perfect obedience. Now, these thoughts that you have, these tormenting thoughts, you were never supposed to have them. This is why you have to have a new mind. Because old things have 
passed away. All things now have become new, fresh. See, a lot of things is we, we're never supposed to feel this. Depression. Suicidal thoughts. You were never supposed to feel those. You were never supposed to have thoughts like that. Because God said, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. Thoughts of good, not of evil. So don't be mad at the person. Be mad at the enemy. Thoughts that God can't do something. See, those thoughts were never supposed to resonate in you. Am I talking to anybody? (sighs) Woo. Okay. Here we go. Matter of fact, go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to go on in here. We ready now. Y'all ready? I got you warmed up. Now you ready to go. Woo. Go to 2 Corinthians. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. Amplified. Amplified. Ready? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 at verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God Mm. for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Verse 5. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. You can only do that with a humble mind. You can only do this. Listen, you have the ability, the power. Listen to this. It said... Every thought and purpose, you have the ability to lead it. Not it leads you, but you can lead it into captivity. You can. I love the way he said we. He said us. Look at that. Mm, mm, mm. In so much as we refute, listen that, y'all can see. Sometimes we just talk ourselves right out of what we're supposed to be doing. Mm, 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 mm. You have the ability to bring it into captivity, listen, unto the obedience of Christ. You have that. I told you, you have the ability to when you release something or before you release it, to have it sit right there and you go around it and analyze. Let me see. See, this is what the real mind does. It lets you analyze what you're about to say. Yeah, man. Is that a thought? 
that I need to release? Or is that a thought that I need to lead? Come on. Into captivity. Casting down everything. High thought. See, we're missing that. I'm going to get there before. I'm going to jump ahead. This See, what that thought is trying to do is exalt itself against the knowledge of God. It's trying to go above God. And nothing is above God. Because I know the thoughts I have towards you. He said, I bring that thought into obedience to Christ. It lets you know it's not you. That's why I gave you that scripture first about lowering yourself. How you get the mind of Christ. Oh, God. See, your mind in Christ is born in victory. That's just your old mind trying to take precedence over your new mind. And he's saying, you have the ability. You have the power. He said, our weapon of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty. Through what? Pulling down strongholds, high towers, things that, accept, listen, that exalt itself above and against God in your life. It's a thought. It said that you have the ability to bring that thought into captivity. Yeah. Not have it bring you into captivity like so many of us are. You're captivated by your thoughts. Okay. Woo! God give us the ability to pull these thoughts that rise against and exalt itself amongst the knowledge of God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it comes from. From within or from without. It doesn't matter. You have the ability. See, but if you don't have the mind of Christ, you will not do it. Matter of fact, you won't believe that you can. See, this is where, this is where most of us is. We, we think we are someplace we're not. You need to humble yourself. That's the key for the day. Lower yourself. Mm. Oh, God. This is why people don't trust God. Because you're letting thoughts exalt itself against the knowledge of God. This is why you don't trust God. This is why it's hard to believe. This is why your faith is weak. I said your faith is measured by what? How you love. Mm, 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 mm. God, that's the war. Let's do this. Okay. Oh, man. Woo. Oh, okay. Let me see here. 
I can cast these thoughts down. I have the authority, first of all. See, you, you have the authority and the power. This is why the church can't function right. We're losing the battle of the new mind. And what we should be thinking. Y'all hear this? That we're losing this battle, y'all. Okay. We are unaware of how this mind should be working. Would y'all agree? We're unaware how this new mind should be working. Listen, with the preached word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is where, the, <laughs> this is where the, the, the fall and the drop is. Because the new mind should be working with the preached word. See, this is the problem when, when, when we hear this thing like prosperity. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But that's not, hope in, that's not hope in God. That's not a living hope. That's a hope in the metaphysical, what you see. <laughs> Woo, did I just lose it? <sighs> see, that mind is supposed to go with the new, that, that, with the preached word. It's supposed to adapt to the preached word, not a man-made gospel. Okay. Our minds should be on high alert. This, 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 you're distracted. The body of Christ is distracted with prosperity and riches. This is the issue. See, I'm just going to say it plain. I'm just going to, that's the way it is. Our mind should be on high alert, listen, for the coming of the Messiah. This is where your mind should be. Not on gold and silver. These things are going to, the Bible said they're going to rust away. That big house that you got. See, it's our focus. This is how the enemy comes in because our mind, we can't see nor enter into the kingdom. Because our minds are still in the old, old format. And God gave you an upgrade. See, this is how, and I, and I, I watch, I listen to everybody out there. What they say. All I'm hearing is what you need. They're, they're preaching what you need. What's going to make you better? Come on, let me coach you. So when you hear Matthew chapter 24, we have no association with it. We're not preparing for the Messiah, the coming of the Deliverer. Because you have to have the mind of Christ for that. We always caught up in these little trappings and things in your life that exalt itself over the knowledge of God. 
Okay. Go to James. <laughs> Man, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet because y'all listening? Yes, you should be quaking in your boots a little bit. You should be thinking, God, I am in the right place here in the right thing because I need to get in. I don't know about you. I need to get in, Lord. I need to get in. Send me to a pastor that can help me get in. A shepherd that know the way. Mm, mm. I thought everybody would have been like, yeah, pastor. I thought somebody would say, I found one. Mm. Do I need to look for some other sheet? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go to James 5, 7 and 9. James chapter 5 and verse 7. So be patient, brethren, mm. as you wait. Till the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. See how he keeps up his patient vigil over it until it receives the early and late rains. So you also must be patient. Mm. Establish your hearts, strengthen and confirm them in the final certainty. For the coming of the Lord is very near. Mm. Do not complain, brethren, uh -oh. against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged. Look, the judge is already standing at the very door. <sighs> I want to know how me being successful in a millionaire Gonna help me understand this. Hmm. Hmm. I want to know how it's gonna help me understand this scripture right here. So be patient, brethren, as you wait. Tell the coming of the Lord. This is where your focus should be. See, but it means nothing if our minds, if our minds are not regenerated, if our minds are not focused on him. God promised me, he can't lie. It's settled. Whatever it is, he... He can't lie. It's settled. And then I'm okay with whatever way he chooses to manifest in my life. See, it's settled. No, you want him to choose. You want him to manifest the way you want him to. Because you don't have foresight like he does. Be careful. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to show you something we missed in here. I got to cut corn. I ain't got a lot of time. Minister, read, go back. 
What did I say? Five. Seven. Start at seven again. Let's do it. Verse seven. So be patient, mm -hmm. brethren, as you wait till the coming of the Lord. Mm -hmm. See how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. Stop right there. He planted a seed. See how he waits patiently. Why is that there? He's telling us, he's telling us something. I planted a seed. It cannot produce until the rain comes. But his expectation is not, listen, it's not in the actual seed his expectation is in the harvest oh okay all right all right see you're, you're, you're thinking the wrong thing see how the farmer waits listen what's that expectantly for the precious harvest Of what he planted by faith. His expectation, listen, is in the act of harvesting. Not the not the not what of the vegetation is. What did you plant? See, your expectation is on what you planted instead of the Harvest that you did, listen, by faith. He's trusting God for the rains by faith. Oh, teacher. I, I'm, I ain't nowhere, nowhere near where I, we're going to continue this. Listen, expecting for the precious harvest from the land. See how. He's showing us something. It's a director. See how. He keeps his patience. He's vigilant. See how. Oh, man. Come on. See how he keeps his, his patience. Vigilant. Vigilant. Unwavering. Under any condition, any uh oh thought. Don't quit. What you should be saying is, God can't lie. His promises are yes and amen. My faith is not for me. My faith is for someone else. And they died not seeing the promise. In faith. Your faith is so precious. Your, your, your waiting is so precious to God. Oh. And you don't, I'm going to show you why it is. Oh. See, if you would just stay in there. You don't understand what the Father's trying to get to you. Oh. 
I got to jump ahead. A lot of us, when we're waiting, we're not waiting vigilantly. In an expectation that, oh, of the harvest. That's what he's excited about. And when God have us in a holding area, because you This is why you don't understand how precious your faith is. I don't want it to show up. See, see, this is hard for us to, to see. Unless you have the mind of Christ. See, this, this will get you off track. You, this will get you angry. And you don't understand what the Father is trying to do. He said the testing and the trying. Of your faith. See, this is what we don't get. You know what he's trying to get to you? He's trying to get to you. This thing called. This reward. It's called the crown of life. This is what you don't see. I'm trying to get you the crown of life. Only a select few can endure for the crown of life. Right here. Look right here. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, we didn't get it. This is why your patience is so needed. See, in his mind, it is already done. Some of you are going to see things in heaven. See, some of the things in heaven, I think you're Holy Spirit. See, those things and are eternal. They're forever. As much as you love your daughter, she's going to die. And if she doesn't come to Christ, she's going to eternally die. God cannot lie. So. I know the thoughts I have towards you. A plan. If you would just be patient and endure here. What I have is much more. 
the testing of your faith is more precious than anything that you could ask for. A testing of your faith. Count dog. Oh, my God. Minister, read on. Come on, read on. Woo! Verse 8. So you also must be patient. Establish your hearts. Strengthen and confirm them in the final certainty. For the coming of the Lord is very near. Woo! Come on. Verse Do nine. not complain, brethren, against one another. Okay. So that you yourselves may not be judged. Look, the judge is already standing at the very door. Oh, my God. Mm. Be patient as you wait. Be patient as you wait. I'm trying to get you a crown of life. And you don't yet know what that is. But I need your I need your patience. I, I need this temptation. I need this testing. Because what your testing, your faith, what, it, what it's going to bring you, what, what I want to release to you, if you ask for it, I've already given it to you. Not everyone. Not everyone's going to get that ground because they waver in the balance. This is what happens. You, you don't understand the precious vessel that you are. He said, what's in these earthen vessels? What? What did he say was in them? Treasure. Oh, how long will it take, Lord? You're perfecting something in me. <laughs> Let me lower myself just a little bit more today. Woo, because you will bestow glory on me. Oh, I'm getting my crown. Woo, Jesus, my God. You chose me. <laughs> Woo. See, but none of this makes any sense unless you have the mind of Christ. You'll get angry. You'll get mad, restless. He said, you don't even know what I'm trying to get for you. Woo! My God, my God. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
Glory to God. Take your time coming on down that aisle. It's beautiful. Take your turn. Take your time. You've been in my spirit for a long time. What's your name again? Yes. India. Oh, God. Hey, India. Who we have with you, India? Hey. Ron? Devon. How you doing, Devon? Woo! She got the quietest spirit. But she's saying a whole lot, though. My God. You take your time. Good to see you. Both of you. All right. My God, I feel God in here. I feel God. I've been, I've been wanting to say something to her for a long time, but just being right time. It's something about her spirit that's, that's so sweet. She don't say nothing. She received it, though. My God. Oh, I feel God in this place. Woo. There's a dullness in the body of Christ. There's a dullness to the things of God. Y'all know me. I'm an Old Testament man. I love Old Testament. Let's talk about Belshazzar today for a second. Can I talk about Belshazzar? <laughs> Woo! He was the last Babylonian king. Belshazzar. Now watch this. He had a history. He knew God. Mm-hmm. And he knew that God had dealt with one of his forefathers. Severely. Mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar. Now watch this. He dealt with him severely to show that man. Listen, I want to say this. See, you got to be careful with man. God showed him that the kingdoms belong to God. And God sits on the throne who he chooses. To sit on the throne. He takes off the man. Whom he chooses to take off his throne. So it ain't your vote with Trump. It's what God said. I told y'all stop trying to be so. You know political. And we're supposed to be biblical. Should always be a man of God by the. Representative of the nation. So always be a believer connected to the ruler of the nation. Mm, okay. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Watch this. He knew. He had knowledge of God. That knowledge wasn't hidden from him. But yet he chose to take the holy things, now watch this, of God. This is what Belshazzar did. That's in Daniel 5. You can read it, Daniel 5, 1 through 31. We don't have time tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little quick one on it, okay? All right? A little synopsis on it. He took the holy things of God that had been taken out of uh, King Solomon's temple 
King Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. And he threw a feast for all of his friends, all of his family, all of his concubines, everybody. And they put wine in these vessels and they began to party. They praise, listen, they praise um, his gods, Lord G. They praise the gods of gold, silver, stone, and wood. Then suddenly, the writing of a hand appeared on the wall. It's sovereign. That means it's all powerful. And they knew gods. Listen, they knew gods trying to speak to them. But no one in the room could understand what it was saying. They knew God was speaking, but they couldn't understand what he was saying. Mm. This is what begins to happen when we start to party with the holy things mm, of God. Like your new mind. Mm. And when you take lightly the cross of Jesus Christ. When that kind of spirit gets a hold of God's people. They open the book. The Bible. But they can't understand it anymore. Y'all got it. When you start doing all these other things and when you go to open up the Bible, you know, when you start living your life. Now, when it's time for you to open up the Bible, you can't understand it anymore. They knew God. That was just a new guy. He knew of him. But he couldn't understand what the writing said. So he called in all of the soothsayers. He called in all the, you know, the Chaldeans. I told you what the Chaldeans represented the demons back in the day. Now listen to this. Mm. They couldn't understand. They couldn't understand that the hand of God, like you, 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 you pick this Bible up. We toss it, put it wherever it just sits nice and pretty. But we don't forget, we, we don't remember that the hand of God wrote this book. The hand of God wrote this book. And inside of these pages, watch this, you'll find your new mind. Mm, 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 you'll find your new mind endowed and empowered. Listen. With righteousness inside of these pages, inside of this book that you read. This is written by the hand of God. You have something that's written by the hand of God. You didn't have to go to Mount Sinai. You didn't have to be in the wilderness for 40 years. Okay. But when 
Our minds are distracted with all these things. So now when I pick it up, I can't understand it. I can't understand it. And right, I need an interpreter. Through the Apostle Paul, Mark, Luke, John, it was a human hand. But God superimposed over them, wrote the words of that book. Because people's minds are still functioning under their old nature, which causes us to take lightly our salvation. And Christ, just because, you know, this is what we do with Christ. He becomes an add-on. To our life. It becomes an add-on to our life. Instead of being our life. With some believers, Jesus is, you know, is a song on Sunday. That's all. Mm-hmm. At the club on Saturday, but and song on Sunday. Or he's a fire insurance for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is there's no, watch this, there's no living relationship. Did y'all hear that? There's not a living relationship. Mm, mm, mm. You have to have a living relationship. Men and women don't read their Bibles because they don't understand it. And that's what's happening to the Jesus party crowd. Mm-hmm. I know God is saying, oh, how unaware this generation truly is. They're going to be caught off guard. Man, this is serious. This is so serious when we come to the house of God and our lives and what we're doing here. I told you, when you wake up and you go to bed and you go to work, he's coming. That should be our thought. That new mind, he's coming. So at, at any moment, is my heart right with my brother and my sister? Did I forgive the impossible person? I did. I forgave the man that stabbed me. See, see, I want my crown. The five crowns. I'm going to show y'all them too later on. And you've been designated for one or two or three. See, but we don't understand what comes along with that. I need wisdom. Oh, oh, oh that reminds me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. You're going to be caught off guard. We got to get our minds right, people. We got to get our minds right at all costs. Matthew chapter 24 has begun. The birth pains are in full contraction. The fig tree has blossomed. See, in, in Matthew chapter 20, he tells you that you should be watching and see the fig tree that has blossomed. That fig tree is Israel. It's now a nation. It wasn't a nation. It is a nation now. So he's telling us, I'm at the door. I'm right there at the door. They already got blueprints to design to assemble the third temple. Amen. See, they already got that. You got to understand what, what the consequences of the third temple. The third temple is not for God's people. The third temple is going to be occupied by this is where the desolation, abomination of desolation is going to take place. This is where the Antichrist is going to take up camp and say, I'm God. 
But because you haven't been taught right and you don't know what to look for, you're going to accept him and pay into it and be great. And this is going to be great. The third temple is being great. It's, going, it's good. That's great. You're the temple now. See, there's so much in things that you have to have the mind of Christ to understand what's really happening. You're supposed to know what time, what dispensation that we are in. The time is short. Got you all, all kind of things. That's why you got to be at a place that really preached the word. I got some stuff for y'all. Y'all ain't ready. The, the, the tree is blossomed. It's already there. The Jews are aliyatin already. That means coming back, going up. He said, I'm close. What's going to happen is this. They're going to say, preacher, you didn't tell me. I had to operate in a new mind. I thought I could stay the same. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what they're going to say when they see this thing come. They'll be coming down looking at the pastor. You didn't teach me. You didn't tell me I had to forgive. Yeah. It's not an option. You didn't tell me that Christ was so close to coming. Mm. They're going to tell you, I came here for wealth, for health. And happiness and prosperity. All I have to do is speak his word. I can claim it, grab it, just by saying a word of God. Isn't that crazy? I could just speak it and it manifests. First, the Bible says that you have to pray his will. Then you have to obey. Okay, this is like one clap. He said the poor will always be with you. I couldn't believe it. I come to church, everybody say you're a millionaire. I'm like, a million? I didn't come for this. I came for somebody to forgive me of this sin that I've been... Because the Jehovah Witness didn't do it. So you get caught up on all these prominent people. And you believe what they're telling you. Check their theology. Check their theology. Okay. I'm going to hit y'all. Hold on. You didn't tell me, Pastor, I had to live right. You didn't tell me I had to stop lying. No, I'm Pastor going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. The Bible says this, James, minister, James chapter 1. Let's do this. James chapter 1, 1 through 4, and then I'll tell you if we're going to continue they might not be able to take it but we'll keep on <laughs> James chapter 1 and verse 1 come on James a servant of God 
and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion, greetings, rejoice. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, mm. whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Mm. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work mm. so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed. Okay. With no defects, lacking in nothing. That's what he's trying to do in you. Yeah. He's trying to, he, he, why won't you let him do it? When is it, when is it going to be about him? And what he's trying to do in your life. He's trying to do something in your life. He can't lie. Come on. Let's keep going. It's all good. Verse 5. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, Watch let this. him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding and it will be given him only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering no hesitating no doubting for the one who wavers who hesitates doubts is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind stop right there stop right there only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering. Go back up one more. <laughs> oh Verse 5. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly. Stop. So patience. So wisdom. <laughs> Is the answer while you're waiting. And we all are waiting. What you don't have is wisdom about it. It's, it's, he's telling you right there. If any of you are deficient in wisdom, let him ask. Listen, let him ask of what? The giving God who gives. See, the situation, the, the, the thing that you're in, you don't have wisdom for it. That's why you don't have no patience for it. And he's telling you that you're deficient in this area. Hello? 
And then he said, when you ask for it, you have to ask in faith, not seeing. See, this is the, this is the, I prayed, but not in faith. Because it's going to produce patience. And then it's going to be the testing of your faith that works by love. So I'm going to put some hard people in your life that you are to love. It's called a setup. <laughs> and God, you can't lose with this setup. Oh, my God. I just teach this up. I'm going to have to stop. But, man, I'm going to dig in here. Stop blaming God. Okay. You need wisdom. You need wisdom in this situation. Because that wisdom is going to help you be patient. Because he said right there, who gives to everyone liberally? Well, the way to... Listen, take an audit. Who in your life right now? Take an audit. Who's in your life right now? It ain't that. No, God placed them there. <laughs> because you, you prayed to me. And I heard you. And for that moment, you were in faith and I answered you now don't waver I, I get it see this is what happens man it's so much I'm on the oh my god you just a teacher oh he's he's like he's like I'm right there This is why you feel like you feel. Because I'm there. And I told you, you were created to choose. To make decisions. Be careful. Because I heard you. Are you prepared? See, this is the problem. This is why you can't waver when you come to God. When you ask God, stop putting a time on God. Because I'm trying to perfect something in you. Abraham, I told you you're going to be father of nations, many nations. Now, the longer you wait, the stronger you're supposed to be. Not wavering in what I said. I told you. This is for you. You, 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 me, everybody. This is the battle for the new mind. Oh, I guess. Ooh, y'all wait next two weeks. I'm going to unveil this thing. 
Hey, teacher, I'm sorry. I'm just, oh, <laughs> Dina. <laughs> this warfare is real. I'm going to give you all the time. Teacher, I'm sorry. I'm hey, someone, you're going to give me all oh. the time. This is the, clo this is the closing. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This is the closing. And he said he's going to give me all the time. I tell you, I, I have a little cold in my voice, so please excuse me. <laughs> That's why I didn't, I wasn't supposed to teach today, but glory to God. But, um, oh, wow, the battle of the new mind. I tell you, it, it's a blessing to have a, a shepherd who is so mindful of the sheep. This is why God has increased my patience <laughs> with my husband. <laughs> because he, he has to be pulled away um, because he has so much, uh, as he was a few seconds ago, um, as he was speaking to you all, he has so much hope for your life. I know it's not real to a lot of us because you, we're not used to a pastor really caring about us. But it's real. Um, it, uh, it is as real as a birth father who sincerely cares for his daughter or son. You don't get to give God glory. Go ahead. You don't get to experience it, and when you do, you can't recognize it. So that means that when you can't recognize it, you can't receive it. Um, so I was trying to understand, because uh, I want you all, when you do leave today, that you have a, a deeper insight on humility and being humble because you're gonna have to erase what you believe being humble is. You know, to, to be, to consider yourself low. Yes, that's correct. Um, to lower your thoughts and your will under someone else's, that's correct. Uh, humility and or being humble ties in with obedience. There's no way you can live a humble life except that you are obedient. Obedience and humble is the same. It's really worship. Worship, as you know, worship is not worship. What we did earlier today when the musician was playing and the psalmist was singing, that wasn't worship. Worship, as you know, worship is not worship. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is obedience. 
worship, all the songs that are really ever sung is praise. All the songs are praise. There's really no worship team. Because it's a lifestyle. I'm just, I want you all to. So this is what Jesus did. When he, what drove him to the cross was worship. That being humble in the humility was, again, worship. And to have this number, do it in a small amount of time I have, to, to worship God. And he said, you must do it in spirit and in truth. This is what led him to the cross, the spirit. And the renewed. And the look, he was humanity and also divinity. But he had to exalt his divinity over the human part of him, which he permitted and allowed Holy Spirit to lead him to his death. He surrendered. But what was the death? The death wasn't his physical body, nor is it yours. It is the old mind. Worship is a lifestyle. It's obedience. And when he says, every knee shall bow, all these thoughts are coming to me in scriptures when pastor was teaching. Every knee, because it, it tied into humility, but humility is obedience. Every knee, he said, will bow. And every voice will confess that he's Lord. Everyone will obey. Is what he said. Uh -huh. Everyone will obey. It's not about the knee bowing. It's not about a you you bending over. It is obedience. Everyone who has not obeyed will obey. <laughs> Emptying yourself. Uh, it's you have to empty your life because <laughs> if not Job talked about he said my he said my heart is polluted with sin once he actually did an inventory of self he said my my temple which is God's temple he said it's polluted with sin The obedience also is referred to sheep life. That's the life of a sheep. It means law abiding. It means, but the opposite is you're uncontrollable. You're unruly. You're ungoverned. This obedience or this new mind is in the most simplest form being humble, being obedient. And its simplest form is that you always consistently, this is your life, you do the will of the Father. This is what led him to the cross. It was the will of the Father. 
That was his lifestyle, the will of the Father. When the psalmist was singing, I didn't know why he did it, but he did it. When my back was against the wall. You see there, if you can't, if you can't go back to where God, the right hand was on your life. And you couldn't see the mercies of God. And I began to, to, to think, this is why I said, you know what? I said, I can't be a, I know why I couldn't be a first lady. Not only is it not biblical, but I couldn't be that because I can't sit still in my clothes. I would get ugly before the Lord. I, I'm free. And I said, I'm free. I'm not ashamed. That's what was in my spirit. I'm not ashamed of the name of Jesus. I'm not ashamed because you, you in, in, in my throat, it's, it's still hurting and I, I could barely talk. I said, but Lord God, if I could, if I could just, just scream out one time and give you glory. But other people, you know, nothing wrong with your voice, but, you know. I'm just saying. But I began to think about the relationship that I was in, a very abusive relationship to where, and a lot of you know the story, I, I had to physically get a gun, was going to shoot my ex-husband because I was, my life felt that it was in danger. He supposed to have been a Christian. Many people are in a marriage to where, look, you're both going to church or somewhat, the other one may be going to church, but they consider yourself a Christian. And I felt like my life was in danger every day that I was with this man. And I began to think about how all the things I went through mentally, emotionally, physically, physically beaten, emotionally beaten down, and, and God, I almost took someone else's life because I was afraid if I didn't, they would take my life. Was homeless, all those things. I said, my back was up against the wall. See, I don't know about you, but he's kept some of you from going to jail. Or you went and you didn't stay as long as you should have. He is still keeping some of us from not having, look, an unexpected death before it's time. And we still can't seem to give him glory. I, I thank God for the prophetess because... I said, it's one thing to talk about yourself and what God did and when your back was against the wall and you want to commit suicide, but, but God came and saved you. You don't know why, but he did it. 
See, but we still couldn't, it still didn't sit in us, and there was no quickening and unction from the Holy Spirit as a witness of how good God is. Not has been, but he is. And I began to say, Lord God, I said, I said, I, I mean, again with my 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 praise, I said they're they're not gonna understand. See, and the reason that I reserve my praise is because I want to give people room to not look, not be disrupted by my praise. Look, hoping that you will finally really praise him. So look, I will keep my if I can, more refined, but I wasn't more refined today. And I began to really think about when the prophet is saying, she began to speak about Frida, the accident of your saw Frida's car. But you know what? We, we take these things lightly. Look, because everybody gets in an accident. People don't walk out from it. It's, it's, you know, oh, things, chance happens. And then she went in so intricately that she could have been paralyzed, all these different things. And we take it for granted. See, you have to have God's heart to think about someone else and those type of details. Uh, Philippians, I believe you were in Pastor. I'm not going to totally go there. You was in Philippians 2, 8 through 11, something like that, 5 through 11. I mean, you could go real quick, man of God, just real quick. Because I want you all to walk away with what does humility really mean. It means obey. It means that it's a life of worship, obedience. It means that I have made a decision to forever live in the will, which is the mind of Christ. I have intentionally decided it's not, look, it's, it's not an option. It's not an option that I cuss you out. That's not an option. It's not an option that I lose control. It's not an option. People say, oh, well, you know, family get into this and that. And, and spouse. No, no, for me, it's not an option. You know why? Because I have been renewed. And old, old things have passed away. And this life, oh my God, go ahead, man of God. Philippians chapter 2 at verse 5. Let the same attitude and purpose. What and is the same attitude? The same attitude is that I have, look, the mind. He's speaking about himself. He had the mind of the father. This is the attitude that you walk around with. You have the mind of the father. This is the same attitude that you walk around with every day. The mind of the Father. Which is a surrendered mind to the will of the Father. A sub oh, go ahead, man of God. 
Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. What was that mind? To have the mind of Christ Jesus. That was to do the will of the Father at all costs. And this is unto death. Because it's not about your situation. It's not about what you want. It's not about what you want to do. It's not about your marriage. It's not about you having kids. It's not about you. It's not about anything that pertains to your wants and desires. It is a kingdom life. That requires a kingdom mind. And if God so see fit to do what I desire, then God, I thank you. But if not, but God, I thank you. But he does, but God, I thank you. Because I'm about the kingdom. And your will is higher than my will. Go ahead, minister. Let him be your example in humility. Verse 6, who although being essentially one with God. This is the attitude. He was one. Not with himself, but with God. Go ahead and read. And in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant, a slave. I had to forget every, I stripped myself from my list of what I want, I thought I needed, what I want to seek out, what I want to accomplish, he said, and then I just became, I, he said, I rid myself of everything. And I became a slave unto God. Now, what do we want to do? What do we, because we're one, what do we want to do? Oh, see, oh, my Lord. I come to my husband. It's now. Not what I want to do. And when we come to each other, it's what do we want to do. See, because there's a unity that we have. We have the same mind. We have the same motives. Going the same direction. And you know that's a fact. Go ahead, man of God. In that he became like men and was born a human being. And after he had appeared in human form. He abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9. Therefore, because he... Stop. He carried his obedience to the end of the matter. Everything on the way and the process of me getting to, look, what I thought I desired, I wanted, I carried that. All the way to the end of the matter. All the suffering. All of me being frustrated. Look, I carried God's purpose all the way. And the will of God all the way. My body being afflicted. But you going to all the way to the end of the matter. 
Go ahead, minister. Therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed Stop. on him. Because he stooped so low. Again. And minister, see, pastor, what we have to connect is that when the psalmists are praising, when you are praising, we don't connect God speaking then and then speaking when the mouthpiece get up. And so when I was laying on the floor and I got back up and then when you start to speak during the teaching, I connected the two. And so the humility and I because I was on the, uh, the scripture here is what I was asking God. I said, God, I said, why me? Why me? And my why me was this, Lord God, why do you see, did you see fit to exalt me? That's what I asked. I was on the floor. See, it, see, in my exalt, is that, first of all, my peace of mind that I have, I keep it. Why did you exalt me? My self-control. Why did you exalt me, Lord? Not the things, but you brought that to is something extra. But why did you exalt me? When I was homeless and walking to work, had three jobs. And now, Lord God, director of marketing communication, two majors, double minor. Look, not, look, not the degree, but why did you exalt me? Oh, come on. Lord God, now I'm mentoring other people, having a clear mindset with all what I went through. All the abuse, it didn't affect my mindset. Why did you exalt me? Why did I go from one pair of shoes to a closet to where now I have to give away? Because that's what God does. He gives you more than enough, not for you, but to distribute to others. Why did you exalt me? He said, he didn't only exalt him. He said, but I exalt my name. I did, I gave you my name. Once I exalt you, then I gave you my name. So when he gave you his name, there's something different about you. When people interact with you, it's an anointing that God has placed on you. Why? I asked on that floor, Why? Why did you exalt me, Lord? His answer was that you were obedient. You humbled yourself. When you didn't have, he said, you praised me even harder. If y'all can believe, I prayed harder than that when I was homeless. Because I was, not because I was going through, I wanted more. I was thankful. I was thankful. I said, Lord God. I know this is not the life that you intended for me, but yet while I'm in it, I will be content and I will praise your name. I was obedient. I didn't look back. I said, Lord God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'm giving up my whole life, everything. I wasn't a tither. So money was taken out my account, the exact amount of 10%. And I said, Lord God, I said, I promise you, I will become, look, I want to be a tither. 
And from that day on, I never said I can't afford to die. My words were, you can't afford not to. I said, Lord God, why? I laid on that floor. I'm telling you. And from what you all were seeing, Psalmist, I'm telling you, it connected with what Pastor was saying. And it, he exalt, he exalt those who obey him. And he gives you rightfully his name. That's why it speaks about in a marriage and a union is that you obey. Obey your spouse. Why? Because God will exalt you. He says, not unto man, but it's unto me. I'm going to just leave you with patience. It's self-control. Patience is self-control. And it comes with severe pain and suffering and agony. It's a very, un it's, it's a, in the face of rejection and delay. You have self-control. It becomes a prolonged restraint. From your emotions. Look, and you're feeling frustrated. Patient is self-control. Under distress. Patient is self-control. See, I didn't know where all what I was going through was truly for the glory of God. Because, look, it didn't make logical sense. I'm in a piece of relationship. Didn't you tell me I have to pray for this man who's abusing me? And he called himself a Christian. But God, when I begin to pray for him, my Holy Spirit told me, he said, I'm going to turn your captivity. And it's going to be as if you dream. This man turned on his own self. was in prison and God opened my eyes to not go searching and looking for a husband but let him find you prepare yourself to be a wife prepare yourself to be a prayer warrior train your sight spiritual sight to see Know how to endure. Know how to be quiet in silence and time of a storm in your home. And only, and only speak the word only. I thank you. I thank you, Pastor, for the word today.